Welcome to Kingdom Perspectives. My name is Simone Turner, and it's my privilege to host you for today's podcast. Kingdom Perspectives is all about getting God's perspective on life, culture, and ministry. In a world of increasing noise and deception, we need to cut through the confusion and complexity of the times we live in and get God's perspective on our lives. I encourage you to click on the subscribe button to automatically receive this podcast on a weekly basis. Also, if you'd like to leave us a brief review, that would be a great blessing to us. Well, today it's my pleasure to welcome back Pastor Corey Turner. So great to have you with us today. Thank you, Simone. How are you going? I'm going great. Yep. We are nearing the end of stage four lockdown in Melbourne by faith. Almost there. Which is a very relevant topic that we're talking about today. Yes, very good. Yeah, the sun is shining. It's giving us hope. Yep, we're in spring. We're we're allowed to go out soon. Not quite yet, but Mm. it's almost there. So, yes, we are speaking about one of your favorite topics today. Absolutely. Central role of faith in life and ministry. I know this is something you love to talk about, you love to preach and teach about, but it's also something that really is a marker in your life, something that defines a lot of the journey that you've been on. Can you tell us why is faith so important in our lives? I'll introduce or answer that question by um, just talking about how every one of us knows the frustration of having internet connection problems. Mm -hmm. And um, in Australia, the National Broadband Network is the national communications infrastructure that apparently is designed to improve the speed of online communications. We're yet to see the full fulfillment of that prophecy. (laughs) Uh, But in the kingdom of God, there is also uh, a network called God's Heavenly Broadband Network. Now, you won't find this phrase uh, anywhere in the Bible, but it exists. (laughs) Uh, If we don't plug into God's heavenly broadband network in our relationship with God, we're going to have connection problems. Now, the majority of leaders and believers, they read their Bibles, they pray regularly, and they even give. But not every believer or leader receives breakthrough in their life. And often what we do is when there is an absence of something, we tend to blame it on the sovereignty of God. And we say, well, whatever will be, will be. If God wills it or he wants it, it will happen. But it's so important that we understand that God's sovereignty will never do for you what God's word requires your faith to do. Ah, Very good. We have an active role to play in the answers to our prayers and in our own breakthrough. And I think it's important that we never shrink the size of our prayers to simply theory by tolerating a lack of answers or a lack of Mm. breakthrough in our lives. I think about in Matthew 17, when the disciples asked Jesus why they couldn't cast out the demon from the tormented boy. And Jesus responds with, because of your little faith. And then he went on to um, talk about how all you need is faith the size of a mustard seed, which tells me that the disciples' faith was even smaller than a little mustard seed. Well, God's heavenly broadband network operates by the spirit of faith. And faith Mm. really is a conductor of God's power, whereas doubt insulates us Mm. from the power of God. And one of the most challenging verses in the Gospels is Luke 18, 8, when Jesus says, when the Son of Man returns, 
will he find faith on the earth? And basically the question is left hanging in the air and it implies that people of faith and faith itself will be a rare commodity Mm. in the last days. So I think faith is integral and central to everything uh, about our walk with God, Mm. but particularly as it relates to ministry and leadership. Yeah, and I guess the modern perspectives on leadership tend to downplay the role of faith in ministry. Why do you think that is? Well, I actually uh, think that faith is the forgotten factor in spiritual leadership teaching and commentary. I've read countless books on leadership and ministry and very few discuss the central role of faith. We hear a lot about strategic planning. We hear about team building, conflict resolution, the importance of emotional intelligence. We're offered a whole lot of techniques and strategies. And yet when we go to the Word of God in Hebrews 11, um, the the phrase by faith Mm. is mentioned 18 times in the one chapter. And the word faith is mentioned even more times than that. And the first rule of interpretation when it comes to the Bible is whenever the Bible repeats a word Mm -hmm. or a phrase multiple times, it's like God saying, hey, listen up, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to communicate something to you that is really significant and important. All of the great cloud of witnesses that we read about in the great chapter of faith, the great hall of faith, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Joshua, David, etc., did what they did by faith. Um, Peter Wagner Uh, who has passed on now, but he did a study of some of the largest churches and fastest growing churches in the US several years ago. And he found that the gift of faith was the common denominator found in every single one of the leaders' lives Mm. of those growing ministries. Wow. And Phil Pringle, who is such a great man of faith himself, he talks about how vision is the gift of faith in action. Mm. I believe that the scripture teaches every single believer has what we call salvation faith. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 2.8 tells us we're saved by grace through faith. So every believer has been given a measure of faith, mm-hmm. saving faith. That's the possession of every believer. But there is a dynamic of faith where it becomes a gift. And the gift right. of faith is a supernatural gift that I think we should earnestly desire from God to live from and to lead from. The gift of faith enables us to do what we wouldn't normally be able to do in our own strength. And so for that reason, leaders and people in ministry and just and not only that, but uh, all of us as believers are confronted with things in our lives that are beyond our power, beyond our capacity. Mm. We not only need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, but we need to operate in a realm of faith that can actually help us uh, fulfill the call upon our lives. Yeah, I love what you're saying. And I know you've read so many books on leadership, so many books on faith, but you've also had so many experiences in your life, in your journey, where faith has been such a key. It hasn't just been about you believing that you're saved, but there's been another aspect to your journey, to your faith, where you've needed that in order to respond to the call of God, in order to fulfill the call of God. Um, But just wondering if you could help us today even understanding faith a bit more. How would you describe it? What actually is faith in your words? Well, Hebrews 11 um, verses 1 to 3 gives us insight into some of the dynamics of faith. 
Um, I would say faith is an unshakable assurance and conviction in something you can't see. Yeah, great. In fact, in verse 1 of that passage, it says, Faith is assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Mm. So faith actually needs an object or a thing to work with for it to manifest. Faith lies dormant where it lacks a specific goal. And one of the great stories in the Gospels is when Jesus um, moonwalked across the sea, the original <laughs> moonwalk. I like that. And uh, <laughs> um, as he's walking across the sea, uh, Peter decides, hey, that looks like a pretty cool thing to do. But Peter understands um, the, the law of faith. And he said, Jesus, if that's you, bid me to come to you on the water. Yeah. Ask me to come to you. Because Peter understood that if that's Jesus and if Jesus yeah. says it, that settles it, Great. right? Yep. So I understood the power of the word of God coming out of Jesus' life because Peter had a revelation of who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus says, come. And that one word was all the provision that Peter needed to be able to step out of the boat, defy the laws of gravity and walk on top of the water. Mm. Okay, yes, he did eventually start to sink. But for a few meters, he literally was the first man to walk on top of water apart from Jesus and and for him, his focus, um, whilst it remained upon Jesus, enabled him to do something that was supernatural. Mm. Now, if the other disciples on the boat decided, hey, um, what Peter just did is awesome, I want to do the same thing, um, they would have been operating in presumption. Right. Faith is not presumption or optimism. Faith is an unshakable conviction and assurance in God's word, in the thing that God has said, that sustains supernatural life, sustains supernatural power. And so not only that, I think faith is the pipeline that God's grace flows through. Mm -hmm. The Bible goes on to tell us that by faith, the people of old receive their commendation as righteous. So when Noah built an ark, um, God said, that's righteousness. When Abraham and Sarah conceived a child in faith, God said, that's righteous. And God repeats four times throughout the scriptures, the righteous shall live yeah, by wow. faith. And again, coming back to Ephesians 2.8, we're saved by grace through faith. So if grace is the water, then faith is the pipeline. There is more than enough grace available to us, but without the pipeline of faith, you simply can't access it. And so I think that um, this idea of, Faith being a pipeline that God's grace flows through, Mm. as well as being an unshakable assurance and conviction in something we can't see, but we have hope in it that is unshakable. And the ultimate source of our faith has got to be upon the word. Mm. The scripture said in Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And if Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith, then the ultimate object of our faith is Jesus himself. Yeah, there's nothing like having confidence in the Word of God, whether it be the written Word of God or the rhema Word of God. It is so important that that is what activates our faith and that we engage with what God has spoken. It's not something that we've just made up. It's not another idea that someone else has given us, but it's an actual revelation. It's it's an encounter that we've had. And then with faith, God does incredible things through that act that we take. Okay, so in understanding a little bit more about what faith is, and maybe we're starting to think about um, how that applies to us, how do we activate 
our faith? Really good question. Um, In verse 3 of Hebrews 11, it says, The universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. And there's a number of dynamics in this passage that I think as we unpack it is really helpful. Firstly, uh, I want to encourage everyone to activate your faith. You need to hear God's rhema word for your life and situation. Now, there are two Greek words for the word word. Uh, in in the Bible, and one is logos, the the written word uh, that we read every day in Scripture. The mm. second is rhema, which is the inspired word, mm. and that comes from Romans ten seventeen, where it says, "Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the rhema word of God." So it's so important that we understand that um, uh, God is having a conversation with us yeah. through His Word Great. every day. Um, the the issue is whilst everything in the Bible is true, not everything in the Bible is relevant for our situation on any given day. Mm-hmm. So we need to hear God's rhema yep. for our specific situation and for our lives. Some of us are content to live off what God said last year rather than what mm-hmm. God's saying today. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to first of all hear God's rhema because unless we hear it, faith won't be activated. It won't begin to work in our lives. Secondly, I want to encourage everyone to see God's rhema word. Um, we walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah. Okay, what that's talking about is we need to see it in the supernatural, in the spiritual realm, um, before we see it in the natural realm. You might not be able to see something in your circumstance, see something in the natural But faith sees one of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is poured out, and this is consistent Old Testament and New Testament, is whenever the Spirit uh, moves and whenever the Spirit speaks through the Word, it's accompanied by visions and dreams. And one of the most important things that we can do is not just hear the Word, but begin to see it as God sees it. Begin to envision it. And I practice this in my devotions when God speaks to me. I take a scenic tour with God and I begin to imagine that word uh, in the spirit unfolding and what that looks like. And and I I ask God to show me it from his perspective. Mm. If you can see it, you can begin to walk in it and seize it. But if you can't see it, it's not going to manifest. So God, whenever prophecy comes, which is part of hearing, it's often accompanied by a picture or something that... Um, creates a, a, a visible image in our in the spirit of our minds. So you hear it, you see it, but then the third thing is you've got to speak it. You've got to speak God's rhema word. You've got to confess um, and declare not just what God has said, the mm-hmm. Logos, but what God is saying. There is something about the creative power of the confessed and declared word. Mm. If we just um, think it in our minds, but we never declare it out of our mouths, it doesn't change anything. Mm. But the moment we begin to partner with our confession, what the word of God is, we begin to see a shift in our lives. And the last and most important aspect of this is we've got to obey God's rhema word. Uh, We can hear it, we can see it, and we can even declare it and speak it. But if we don't obey it, then we're not really understanding James 2.26 that says faith apart from works is dead. Mm. And one of the best definitions I ever heard of faith is faith is obedience to the point of risk. 
And there comes a point where faith literally is spelled R-I-S-K. You need to step out of the boat. You need to risk it for the biscuit. And if you don't risk it, then you're not going to see it manifest. Mm. Mm. Um, Faith is a risky business. And we often um, don't see more breakthrough in our life. One, A, because we're ignorant of what's available to us. Two, because we're bound by fear. Yeah. And we retreat into the, that, that cave of convenience and comfort and fear. Uh, or three, we're not prepared to submit to the fullness of the Lordship of Jesus in our mm. lives. And and yet um, a lifestyle of following Jesus is accompanied by risk. Yeah. It's accompanied by obedience. And so um, when these four dimensions of faith, hearing, seeing, speaking and obeying come together, all of a sudden the invisible starts to become visible in our lives. Yeah, that's so great. I think what you're speaking about, there's such simplicity to it. We don't have to overcomplicate this um, relationship with faith that we have. But at the same time, there is also this understanding that there's such a dependence on God. We need to be in relationship with Jesus every day. We need that uh, infilling. We need that word. We need his presence with us. If we're going to be able to activate the faith that God calls us to live from in our lives. So I just love the simplicity, but I can also hear that there's just that dependence on God that is totally. so much a part of it. So thank you for, for, for helping us sort of understand that a bit more today. I want to thank you so much for sharing with us. We always really appreciate what you impart, even as you share your experiences and what the Word of God means to you. So thank you for that. Do you want to tell us a little bit about a couple of the books that you've got, that you have written? Absolutely. So we've got uh, The Supernatural Life, which is all about the person and power of the Holy Spirit, and also a book on prophetic vision, which is um, principles of faith and vision and how you can see what's in the invisible realm in your own spirit become a visible reality in your life where some of these principles I teach in that book. And you can access that through the NUMA Resource Center in just contacting on our website, numa.church, as well as Corey Turner Ministries has a section on the website with a shopping cart and you can access those books there yep you're gonna want to get those books they are great resources to have on your shelf well i want to thank everybody for listening to kingdom perspectives today i'm simone turner and it's been my privilege to host you i encourage you to click on the subscribe button to automatically receive this podcast on a weekly basis also if you'd like to leave us a brief review that would be a great blessing to us I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I invite you to join us again next week for another edition of Kingdom Perspectives as we get God's perspective on life, culture and ministry. And remember, in all that you do, seek first the kingdom of God. 